This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 166 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And in today's show, Kelvin discusses the subtleties of international search with Bas Vanderbilt of stateofsearch.com. All coming up in Internet Marketing. Baz, I know you spend a lot of time um, in, in various European countries at conferences and training and kind of um, consulting. Have you kind of noticed any kind of particular differences between the Netherlands, where you're based, and kind of some of the other uh, markets like the UK and the States, for example? Well, the biggest, biggest difference, of course, is, is the SERPs itself. Um, yep. if, if you take, uh, the best example I will take is, is, is Bing, because if you look yep. at Bing in the US, that's a completely different search engine than the one in Holland. And yep. that even goes for, for, for Google. Um, uh, I will say that Bing is in Holland is just live Microsoft live search with a Bing logo just pasted on top of it because there's n- nothing changed, uh, yeah. since like two, three years, I think. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's, that's the major difference, the, the, the way the results are presented and, and we just get stuff later. Um, mm. so that's, that's the main difference. I mean, I think I heard this week it was like Bing in Germany's finally gone out of beta, for example. You know, it's that kind of like, it, it, you sometimes forget, don't you, that because, or it particularly kind of, it, it, you hear all the news when it's at, released in the States, but you don't kind of, it all goes a bit quiet as that rolls out across the world, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, and they yeah. take a lot of time to actually get it rolled out uh, mm. uh, across the world because in Europe, I think it's the UK who has a, new, a newer version, not even the, mm. the most updated version, but, and um, they launched France. Uh, a few months ago, and that's it. Yeah. So even Germany and and Holland don't have uh, uh, the updated Bing yet. Mm. And do you think that's just because of the complexity of kind of you know personalizing it to those countries, well, or is it just kind of a it's not a priority for them? It's about the 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 US market share that's really what concerns the search engines. A bit of both. I talked to Stefan White and uh, also Shatek Shambaz about that, mm. the, who are from Bing. And yep. um, what they are saying is that on the one hand, they want to make it perfect in the US, and then uh, after they have it perfect in the US, then roll it out to different European countries. Um, but they also have the issues with the language. They need to build up the entire new database in languages. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a difficulty which takes time. Um, but they also look at market share. So the reason why they chose France, for example, is because they already have a big market share in France as, mm-hmm. as Microsoft. So it was a easier step to take in, in mm-hmm. France than to go to Holland. Mm-hmm. And does that kind of difference in terms of how the search engines present their results and perhaps the versions of software, you know, the kind of algorithms that they're using, does that kind of mean that perhaps you need to take a slightly different approach to perform well in those markets? Yes, definitely. Yes. The, uh, um, uh, we'll take universal search. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that has taken quite a while to actually get integrated into the Dutch SERPs. And, um, uh, if you, if you look at Google search and you do a search in, in, in the US or in, in the UK, uh, you get a lot of images, a lot of YouTube stuff uh, in there which in Holland is a lot less uh, mm-hmm. that has two reasons one of the reasons is that it's uh, uh, it's just not there yet so Google hasn't implemented it uh, and the other is that the marketers haven't done it yet so mm-hmm. uh, I always tell uh, people in my trainings that if there's no result no video result it's just because people haven't optimized for it so there's yeah. a lot of opportunity to to actually get in there mm-hmm. now and be one of the first to actually show up as a universal search mm-hmm. result 
And I suppose that's a huge opportunity, isn't it? Because, yeah, there is that, like, perhaps lack of, you know, it's not necessarily the, the, the kind of one country is, is behind another, really. It's just that it's, they've not been as prevalent at promoting it. So, therefore, I think a lot of the reason why people are using, you know, uh, promoting content that would appear in Universal Search is because they're seeing it appear in Universal Search. And it becomes kind of a, you know, you see your competitor do it, so therefore you do it, and therefore everyone's doing it. Whereas if no one's made that first move, that kind of seems an inevitable kind of, you know, um, situation where people might not have created video to appear yep. in Search, for example. Yeah, exactly. One has to be the first to actually just do it. And and mm-hmm. what, well, if you look at travel, that's a, that's a really good example of how lousy actually travel agencies and travel com- travel sites are in optimizing for universal search because if I do a search for I don't know a holiday in France I want to see pictures I want to see videos I want to see stuff like that and if you if you do a search like like that in a in a Dutch shop you just don't get it and have you found co- kind of companies that are perhaps from a, a US the US or the UK trying to make a movie kind of into the Dutch market do they tend to uh, do you know there, is there you know many success stories or are there kind of failures or, or common mistakes they tend to make well uh the, the problem for uh, for us or uk companies to get into europe for there's two different troubles for the us people there's a trouble that they don't understand the europeans so they yeah. they they think in a totally different way um but also there's the dutch market is pretty uh pretty tight already there's a lot of search agencies in in holland so it's pretty difficult to actually get in get in there i know that big mouth media is working with a company in holland but you don't hear a lot about that it's Mm. it's just a dutch companies doing 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 their own business so Mm. i think they might just be scared off a bit about how many search uh, agencies there are in in holland Mm. uh what you do see is that the Dutch search agencies are, are trying to expand to other countries. So they are mm. expanding to Germany and Spain a lot, uh, actually, mm. and uh, some to Italy and the Nordics. But uh, trying to get into Holland is a bit difficult. It's it's more the other way around. Yeah, I mean, I know I know from our case, so, you know, because there's a few kind of campaigns that we work in in Dutch language, and it is that kind of it's it's tricky because there is you know as kind of english speaking seos there's kind of a, a whole infrastructure there mm-hmm. that you can rely upon and yes there's um, you know the most creative link building ideas for example are going to work in every country and yes. you know good on-site content is the same it's just about kind of understanding how people search that's the same but it's kind of a lot of those kind of bedrock um, perhaps not particularly exciting link building tactics which do kind of form a, a foundation um, to a, a seo campaign seem a little bit harder to do in, in you know other countries in terms of like article syndication or directory submission and those types of tactics which are never going to um you know generate a successful seo campaign on their own but they are kind of good sort of you know keeping the the links moving in the right direction process and it does seem that that's is a little bit harder to take as a as a kind of perhaps a uk agency working in in holland or um a a uk based um e-commerce site launching a a dutch version of your site well. well you can do it but you'll you'll need natives to actually help you with it uh, and and get yeah. get things going, even with the link building. By the way, because uh, mm. uh, even though link building can can be the same in in different countries, it's good to have connections left mm. and right to to yeah. get those links. Uh, uh, and and the Dutch agencies have them. So working mm. together with Dutch natives uh, and go, the same goes for every other European country. I think though, mm. uh, working with natives is is essence uh, when mm. it comes to optimizing for for specific countries. 
Yeah, I mean, that's always been kind of our approach, actually. It seems to work quite well, where it's a kind of, if we get someone who's native from the country, he's moved to study in the UK quite often. Yeah. And then, you know, English is the second language, but they've been kind of working and operating in that language. So they're, they're really, really good in English and can work in English. But then you're able to kind of, you know, base them in the UK, but work it internationally is the way that we've kind of worked, which seems to work quite well right. for us. And I suppose different models work different for different agencies, yeah. don't they? I think, I think there are, uh, if, if I would do a cry out to UK agencies, is to, to hire some of the Dutch young, young age SEOs yep. because uh, uh, there, there are some pretty good ones there but they mm. need to take the next step and because mm. Holland is behind it would be good for them to actually have some uh, mm. stuff uh, they can work on in the, in the UK but then they could mm. also UK companies could benefit mm. having them working for them in, with Holland's st- Dutch stuff uh, international experience is always going to be useful for anyone in their career I think isn't it in terms of potentially kind of exp- expanding your horizons and the like Absolutely, there as well yes. And in terms of, because I know that you kind of, you know, uh, you know, fortunate with Stata Search to go to quite a lot of international conferences. Is there any kind of markets or um, countries that you've seen that perhaps are, perhaps, you know, that you could see that you would, that you think are a kind of a big opportunity for for um, for websites to, if they are thinking about internationalizing their business and they're unsure which country to go for, ones that you can see that there's potentially a big opportunity. Um, I think two countries. Well, Germany is already big, but um, France and Spain are kind of rising. And um, Spain has been that for a while now, but it's difficult to actually get Spanish bloggers, for example, because they don't blog there. Um, but they do have some SEOs there, so that that's interesting. Uh, on France, I, I I see a lot of more social traffic coming from France in the, in the last okay. few months. I don't know why that's happening, but mm. um, I'm I'm seeing a lot of movement there. So I'm I'm kind of feeling that it's an opportunity to get into mm. uh, the French market. And I also know that there are not a lot of French SEOs out there. Um, so it's difficult to actually get them. So yeah. uh, no. I think if, if you are a marketer in a search marketing, um, a search marketer, you, you might have an opportunity to get some stuff done in France, though they're mm. stubborn people, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting you say about the Span- uh, this, um, you know, Spanish um, market because interestingly, you know, the last Brighton SEA we released the tickets there, kind of we had a big sellout again on that front. But we're getting more and more people traveling from overseas. But I think we've got, I think of the kind of thousand tickets that we've got, um, I think we've got at least thirty or forty people coming from overseas, of which wow. ten of them are all coming from um, Spain as one big group, which was kind of a bit surprising to me because I'd kind of expected some people from the Netherlands and Ireland and mm. you know um, and that kind of thing. And there's people like from that kind of nature, and there's a few people kind of travelling from from India who aren't really based in India; they're based in India in the UK, if you see what I mean. Yeah. But it kind of surprised me that I, I wasn't aware of us having, um, you know. Th- as a conference the outreach to that community but i think we had one or two people come last time who kind of flew a bit under the radar and the, the word of mouth has spread there yep. so clearly there seems to be um you know a, a desire from um that you know or from my little sample size there yeah. of the kind of spanish market <laughs> developer yeah it doesn't surprise me at all to be honest I, i've mm. seen so- several spanish people also going to scs and a few experts so um I, it's 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 a country where stuff is, is going on it's just the, mm. the thing is there's not a lot of money in spain at the moment mm. Mm. Yeah, which I suppose is the kind of the the parameters in which the whole um, kind of European, um, uh, you know, world of search marketing is operating. Do you think that that really makes a huge... Because it's tricky to say, isn't it? Because digital has this interesting situation whereby it's growing because budgets are shifting and, you know, behaviours are changing. So therefore that helps Mm -hmm. the the world of internet and digital marketing. But it is operating in an economic climate where there's uncertainty and difficulties there. So it's kind of tricky to know when a company, you know 
should a company be investing more in digital at the moment or a company that is investing more in digital how well are they doing or is it just reallocation of those budgets have you seen kind of a much effect of the euro crisis for want of a better description on on the world of digital marketing in europe to, to be honest i i kind of see the opposite as what's mm-hmm. happening in europe i see a lot of more investments in in, in digital and um the, the, th- the thing is that if you focus on getting clients so if if for example you are a search agency and you want to get clients in spain uh, don't expect them to pay you the the, the big money you can get in the yes. uk uh, however if you are um if you are a company which which works in spain i think digital is the way to go because that that will probably be the way where people will be heading towards in in, in the next few years mm-hmm. uh so um it might not be. It might not look as if you get a lot of money out of it in, at first, but uh, in the end, I think you will mm. make more money on it. Mm. No, no, it's definitely, definitely seems to be the way that like it. This, it's surprising, kind of. You know, if we talk about the kind of the double dip of it, were in the second phase of the recession, it seems that in the UK, at least from kind of my experience, that. Um, the the confidence is that much higher this time if you see what i mean so a lot of people pulled budgets last time and although there's still uncertainty and sometimes deals are a little bit harder to come by or clients are a little bit more specific about what they want and kind of rightfully demanding um it does seem that there's less than there was kind of a couple of years ago but then i don't know if that's just kind of us as a business um you know maturing and therefore being more effective and therefore you know and and it's hard to work out one of the major differences i see i I, uh, the funny thing is that last year i was uh i was chairing the Dutch search awards and I was also yes. part of the uh, UK search awards jurors mm-hmm. uh, so I could see, really see the difference between, between the two countries and one of mm-hmm. the major differences is that um, it feels like in the UK there's a lot more in-house so mm-hmm. agencies are working together with in-house uh, while mm-hmm. in Holland in-house still it has to grow uh, and that goes goes for many European countries and um, I think if you focus on working together with potential in-house SEOs and training them, uh, mm-hmm. then you can get m- much more out of it than just being the agency uh, trying to do the business for them. Um, uh, so that's that's the opportunity right there. And, and UK businesses do have that experience. So if mm-hmm. they would try that in, in other countries, they would probably mm-hmm. succeed. And I think that's a sensible approach for agencies and in-house teams, isn't it? Because we've got a, quite a few relationships that work like that, and it works really well because what you've got is you've got a very knowledgeable client, which is really good because they know what they want and you kind of, you can, it, there's less kind of education involved in the process. It's more kind of everyone starting in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of a flexibility, isn't it? So the agency can provide additional support where um, the in-house team don't have the capacity for that, or they do have the capacity, but sometimes they want kind of a third-party opinion to kind of help um you know it's amazing we've had a few projects where um kind of we've been asked to do audits of sites when the person who's asked us to do the audit of the site is aware of all of the issues and is perfectly capable of identifying them but actually it's about the um the process of um third party validation of their opinion to kind of get their, yes. their bosses yeah. to, to to spend the money and it's a i think that that's yeah certainly seems to be a rising pattern in in how we operate as a search agency in the uk and it's interesting to say that you kind of you could see that headed in that direction in in in, in europe as well yeah they'll they'll have to to be honest, mm-hmm. because that's also where the money will go. They want to want to they want to invest in in understanding what they're doing, and they don't just want to give the money away to agencies and then wait and see what happens. They they want to actually get in, get involved. And if you mm-hmm. if you can do that, then then they'll be happy mm-hmm. to to pay you enough money for it. Mm-hmm. 
And I know uh, Bass on State Search, you cover a lot of the news in the world of um, digital marketing and particularly search. And kind of there's been a lot going on recently mm-hmm. in terms of um, big announcements from Google, things like HTTPS um, giving the not set data in analytics. So a lot of the search um, keyword referrer data disappearing, um, issues like, well, not issues, but, you know, opportunities like Google Search Plus Your World and that kind of thing. Are there any of those that, you you know, of these kind of big changes that we're going through, Panda and that type of thing, that you've kind of, as an individual, that you think um, are really important that our listeners to the podcast, if they don't know a lot about, should probably try and find out more about because there's a huge opportunity there. Uh, well, well, the Panda, of course, and the spin-off of Panda. So uh, they'll probably continue to do those kind of updates uh, and uh, they do, will do that the same way they roll out the SERP stuff like we, we talked about earlier with Bing um, so th- they will take it one step at a time so if you are in, in a European country now and not in the UK US you can have a head start you can work on it right now uh, to be ready when they actually roll out the uh, the updates in, in the different European countries uh, so that's one I think you should focus on uh, as for search plus your world um, it's still on the Google.com, I think. I don't know about the UK ones. It's not. No, 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 not in the UK. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not on the .nl either. So um, that that'll take sometimes to get some time to get used to uh, and and work on it. But um, building your brand right now will probably help you when it gets rolled out. Uh, so so be present on, on all different kind of channels and and. Be, be sure that your brand is mentioned and uh, have, that you have a reputation, so to speak. Uh, that way, you will, you will show up as being the one who shared stuff on, on Google Plus or on, on, on Blogger. It's not just Google Plus, mm-hmm. by the way. It says you have to share on different different uh, Google properties to to get listed there. Uh, so uh, I think work on that right now, and and you'll have a, a head start when things get rolled out in 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 the other countries. Fantastic. No, really helpful advice there, Bass. Really appreciate it. Good. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you if you want to send an email send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com Also, feel free to comment on the website and if you'd like to use our voice line number if you're outside of the UK it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK it's 01273 256150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. What's new in podcasting? Here's what we love, courtesy of ACAST Recommends. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being completely straight mm-hmm. and 10 being completely gay, what number are you? Um, you know, I don't think that you should rank how gay they are. I guess, I, you know, that's just a little of a red, just a flag for me. Come on, come out. Let me out! A weekly podcast where real lesbians tell their real coming out stories. 
You can find Come On, Come Out on your favorite podcatcher out now. Go listen. ACAST, A-cast. 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 A-